down, locked on Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks get curb stomped not once, but twice over the weekend, and why the emergence of Bo Grew could be a great example for a certain 2021 draft pick. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to you all. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade across many leagues, primarily the American Hockey League. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever podcasts can be heard. And make sure to make Locked on Ducks your first listen of the day. I very much appreciate it. And I love hearing back from you fans. You guys are awesome. Once again, we are free and available on all platforms. All right, so let's talk about what we're going to, I guess, go over today. Yeah, the Ducks had a couple of preseason games. It it didn't go well at all. I mean, Wednesday was at least kind of cool because the Kachinas were brought to the Honda Center. Thursday, they played essentially the San Jose Barracuda roster. And then over the weekend, not much better. Saturday was kind of a you-know-what show for the Ducks. And this was at Arizona. First, let's talk about that game against the San Jose Sharks. And I'm not going to talk too much about the game itself, but there's a couple things about it that I do want to discuss. First off, John Gibson did look good, but the defense really let him down on this one. Um, But I will first talk about Benoit Olivier Gru, or Bo Gru, who, by the way, Bo Gru's dad is also also named Benoit Gru who's a coach for the Rochester Americans or the Amherst of the American Hockey League, Bo Grew had a very nice gifted goal. And thanks to his buddy, Buddy Robinson, he got a goal, the only goal, shorthanded. How did that happen? Well, it happened because there was a little bit of nastiness going on early on in the game. Um, Did y'all expect a fight early on? Because I kind of expected it, but not really. Okay, maybe I expected it somewhat because of who these guys are and because of the two combatants, Jeffrey Veal and Simon Benoit. Benoit and Veal, they have a little bit of history going back to goals versus Barracuda matchups. There's some bad blood there. They already don't like each other. And then later on, Simon Benoit got checked hard into the boards, but this was kind of an awkward, awkward check. Because the door to the Sharks bench was open and should have closed, but didn't. So there you saw Benoit just get leveled right into the corner part of where the door should have been closed and wasn't. Yes, it is the responsibility of the players to keep that door closed in case something like that were to happen. Benoit did have to go down to the room. He did come out in the second period, so that's good news. So not too bad of an injury. But once Veal just checked him hard into that board, Sam Carrick took a little bit of offense to that, and he had every right to take offense to that. And good for Sam Carrick to just jump in there in defense of his teammate. He has always been that kind of guy, and I look forward to seeing Sam Carrick at least for a few more games up in Anaheim, but I mostly look forward to seeing him as the captain of the San Diego Goals Once again, he is their captain. He is the backbone of that team. So good for him. But 
you know, that resulted in a power play for the Sharks, which did not go well for San Jose because that resulted in the shorthanded goal. And as the shot went into the corner and eventually behind the net, John Gibson kind of just took the puck and put it up over the glass. But it took a couple of weird bounces and rode the railing right around the horn. And it went right on the stick of Buddy Robinson, who then went streaking down a two-on-one break. Buddy with a perfect pass to his buddy, Bo Grew, and Grew put it away. And this was a bad, bad look for, I think it was Reimer at the time, or Reimer. So James Reimer, he was a dead duck. He committed way too soon and was down and out. So all Bo Grew had to do was just elevate it, and he elevated it right to the top. Top cheese goal, making it one nothing Ducks. Fantastic goal by Bogru, and I'll talk more about him later. But just to go over the rest of this game, um, after that, it was all Sharks from there. Ryan Merkley scored. Jeffrey Veal scored, despite being hated by everyone. Kevin LeBanc scored on the power play. So that's your final score, 3-1 to one in favor of San Jose. I do want to talk a little bit more about the second and third periods first. Uh, the defense was pretty much non-existent for one line or one pairing in particular, Kevin Shattenkirk and Brendan Gooley. First off, those two were responsible for that first Sharks goal. They were right there. They could not get around John Gibson and protect him, even though there was a rebound right there and that puck was there for the taking. Neither Gooley nor Shattenkirk got to it. In fact, Shattenkirk got beat. He got beat going towards the net and even after he got beat he should have streaked right across to protect Gibby and he did not and as for Gooley he tried to protect on his left side and didn't and that resulted in Merkley going right around the corner and getting that fairly good actually ended up being a goal but more than a fairly good shot so those two have got to be a little bit more responsible and hang back a little bit to protect their goalie the one guy that did protect his goalie was Hampus Lindholm. And I got to give credit to Lindholm for looking to find his shot more often. He got two shots on goal, but it was really the quality of shots that he got on goal. I hope that Lindholm will look to try to find his offensive game a little bit more this season. And maybe, just maybe, the Ducks will not be dead last in power play and they will not be dead last in goals for the season. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about Bo Grew after this brief word from DirecTV. Yes, DirecTV stream is here and it is awesome. This is the simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So no juggling remotes, no having to buy another device ever again which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all at once. And the best part, there's no annual contract, no owing Corey Perry $2 million. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And we're also brought to you by the fine folks at GetUpside. So, hey, Ducks fans, this is Jason Hernandez with an incredible app everyone who buys 
gas needs to know about. Get Upside. So my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY for the NHL fans out there to get up to 50 cents gallons cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to 300 bucks a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HOCKEY for up to 50 cents gallon cash back on your first tank. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Bo Gru. The reason I want to talk about him a lot, aside from the fact that Bo knows goals, it's the fact that there's been an improvement on his game that has been very noticeable over the past couple of seasons. His first full season in San Diego last year, he scored 29 points in 42 games, but he was very vital in that playoff. What I noticed from Bo Grew from the time he started to the playoffs was that he was becoming more aware of everyone around him and getting to the right spots. The reason he was getting to the right spots more so at the end of the season is because his skating showed big improvement. And this is going to be the big segment of the day. Bo Grew, the importance of having him on your roster is that he can find his way to the left side or the right side and put put the puck away as he did in the preseason game. He did that a couple of times with the San Diego goals around the middle of the season where he got those kind of goals kind of streaking there, and that's because he beat his man. His skating has not always been good, and this is kind of what I alluded to before, is how this is important and could be a good example for a certain pick from this past season. You're probably wondering which pick I'm talking about. Some of you might have an idea. Here, what I'm going to read to you right now, and this is all true, this is an actual scouting report for Bo Grew about three years ago. I'm going to quote this scouting report verbatim. Quote, Gruel skating is a work in progress. While it's clear that he has improved in the last two years, there is still plenty of work to be done. His speed is merely mediocre, though it was well below average when he first entered the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. His first few steps have also improved, but could still come a bit further. Gru has decent footwork and agility. He moves well laterally and can make a number of quick cuts to create space. He is also strong on his skates as he protects the puck well down low and wins battles on the boards and in front of the net. End quote. So think about that. This was three years ago when he was with the Halifax Mooseheads. This scouting report was around late 2018 before he became the alternate captain. The skating was the big thing. Despite the fact that he scored 31 points his rookie season, and 55 in 68 games his second season, 
third season, he was a completely changed player. 80 points in 65 games, 41 points in 26 games with Halifax, and 37 in 29 games with the Moncton Wildcats. So in that season, altogether, 78 points in 55 games. The big difference was that he worked on his skating big time. And I do want to ask him about that at some point. At some point this season, I would like to ask him about his skating and where the improvement came from. Because I look at his skating from his tape from 2019-2020 to today. And his strides have improved a lot in the past two years. The big thing that I take away is that he kind of glides a little bit better once he pushes forward. It's that... That initial thrust has always been good, but it's that consistent thrust when he starts streaking down the ice. That's what's caused the biggest improvement for Bo Grew this season. So I think he should get... I've said this before. I'm going to be on the Grew train this entire year. I think he deserves a shot. If he can improve on the scoring, if he can average a point per game for the San Diego goals this season... I see no reason, none, why he doesn't deserve a shot with the Ducks. Not just like a, you know, five-game or six-game stint here. I'm talking about a legitimate shot. We're talking 20, 25 games. He's a 21-year-old center slash left wing. Hey, when he's played center for the San Diego goals, he's looked pretty damn good on the faceoff dot. In fact, are you ready for this? <laughs> I prefer him over Trevor Zegris. You heard that right. Zegris is a fine center, and he does okay in the faceoff circle. Bogru is markedly better in the faceoff dot, and in fact could be that next situational faceoff man that you need. I could see the upside being maybe third, fourth line. Maybe he could take some advice from the Elite 1C, Derek Grant on how to be an even better face-off player. So I could I could see that happening. Third, fourth line. I don't see him as a first liner. I don't see him as that premier player in the NHL. But I could easily see him being a solid depth forward for the Anaheim Ducks or whatever team will take a rightful chance on him. I'm not saying the Ducks won't. I'm saying Dallas Eakins, you know, he's he's been a little suspect and how he deploys his forwards, and who he calls up, and all that stuff. And he relies on some of the older guys a lot. But let the kids play. Let's see how these guys do in a situation where they can just play. You know, let Gru out there. Let Drysdale out there. Let Zegris out there. Let all these young kids go. And as I say, let the kids play. Especially this one. Not only did he look good in preseason, he's looked good in camp. He looked good on the open practice. He looked really good on the rookie face. Give him a chance. That's all I'm saying. Give guys like him a chance. Give Shigel a chance down the line. Give Alex Lamoge a chance. Some of these guys that are going to be great players with San Diego, they deserve more than a cup of coffee with the Anaheim Ducks. So this begs the question... Well, you talk about his skating and how he's improved. What do you mean he could set an example? Okay, he's 21 years old. 
he's a little bit older than this draft class that just took place. Mason McTavish, he has some pretty good skating, but that could improve a little bit. But the player that needs the most improvement in skating, that was a third round pick, Sasha Pastujov. Pastujov still needs to work on his skating. And if you remember, the scouting report on Pastujov read kind of the same way. Pastujov's skating was mm, decent at best. Am I being too kind here? Am I being too mean here? No, I'm just telling it like it is. Sasha's skating is decent at best. It needs improvement. There's a lot of work to be done. Sasha's still only a teenager. He has time. I think about the scouting report for Bo Gru when he was 18-19. The one that I just read you. That was his scouting report. And this was just after he'd been uh, drafted. So what's to say that Sashi Pasujov cannot have that same route? And personally, I'd love to see Bo Gru just kind of talk to Sasha or some of these other players about Pasujov's skating. Because there's your example right freaking there. It is there. Bo Gru, his skating was not elite. Now it, I don't want to say it's elite now. But it has become much better and one of his assets going into this season. What's to say that Pastujov cannot do the same thing? If Pastujov can put in the kind of work that Bo Gru did, then who's to say that Pastujov cannot be that dynamic impact player later on down the line? Am I kind of bashing him? No, I'm not bashing him. I promise I'm not. I'm just saying... If he puts the work in, and if he follows the same pattern that Bo Gru has, then maybe, just maybe, that third round pick could be a steal. That's what I'm getting at. If he can improve that much and be a steal for the Ducks, then heck yeah, why not? I mean, Bo Gru was a second round pick. In fact, he was the 54th pick in that 2018 draft, and that was because... They were good back then. That's why they had to pick so low. But hey, that could work out very well. I think Bo Gru can be an integral part for the Ducks in the future. That's what I think. I want to know what you guys think about that. Were you guys impressed with Bo Gru in the the preseason so far? Are you going to be impressed with him on tonight's game and maybe later on down the line? For those of you in San Diego, how do you like Bo Gru's game? Let me know. All right, we're going to head into the second break. But first, let's talk about, well, let's talk about Indeed first, which I know some of you might get emails from all the time. But hey, you know what? Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. This is the hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire. All at Indeed. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed Match, your job description, and you can even invite them to apply right away. Once again, that is Indeed. 
Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Once again, that's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We're going to head into an intermission and we're going to talk for a couple minutes about what the heck happened in Arizona. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network or TLOPN or TLOPN. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez and this podcast is brought to you by my favorite protein bar ever, Built Bar, and they are back and better than ever and folks i gotta tell you my favorite flavor is coming back tomorrow i've talked about this you've heard me say it churro puff yes churro puff is back for a limited time only so if you want to get the churro puff built puff head over to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount off your next order. Not only are they good for you, but they taste like a candy bar. And especially the churro puff one. I got to vouch for that one personally. That is my favorite one by far. Mm -mm. Love that one. Once again, that is built.com promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. All right. So let's talk about what happened over the weekend. Do we have to? Yes, we do. This is a Ducks podcast. It, it is my job to cover the team. Yada, yeah, fine, whatever. Okay. So who played? All the Yeah, all the big guns played. Almost all of them. Defense, okay, not all the quote-unquote big guns played. You didn't see players like, oh, you didn't see Larson out there? Okay, how about Shattenkirk? No, not him either. Lindholm? No? So who's on defense? Okay, Josh Mahura. Okay, Axel Anderson. Mm, okay. Brogan Rafferty. All right. Josh Manson. Cam Fowler. Brendan Gooley. All right, so obviously Dallas Eakins is mixing and matching here. Arizona? Yeah, they got some of their big guns out there. Some of them are going to be heading to Tucson pretty soon. But a lot of these guys... They're not going to make it to the Coyotes roster. Not even close. The Ducks did have a lead, not once, but twice during this preseason tilt. Yes, Adam Henrique did get a power play goal. In fact, the Ducks... You you ready for this? You ready? The Ducks got two power play goals in this one. <gasps> Are you... What? What? They got two power play goals? Well, what happened here? You know what happened? Trevor Zegras happened. That's what happened. Zegras got some filthy assists on both of those power play goals. One of them to Adam Henrique, the other to Ricard Raquel. This is what Zegras can bring to the game, especially on the power play. Because he draws defenders to him with his skating ability. And he did do this once, where he drew two defenders to him. Okay, if you're the defense, if you're on a four versus five, do you play man-to-man or zone? Or do you put two guys on one skater? If you chose option three, you're going to get burned. 
all the time because you have two guys on Zegris and then you have the other two guys covering the other four ducks. So what the heck do you think is going to happen? Yeah, there's going to be someone wide open both times. Open, okay, Yeah, it was bad defense for Arizona, but it would prove to be bad defense for the Ducks later on. Lundestrom did get a goal in this one, so the Ducks had a lead. But Johan Larson tied it up at the end of the second period. Ouch. And this is where things kind of fell apart for the Ducks. They had a 3-2 lead, and then late in the game, Louis Erickson scored, and Jacob Chikrin scored his second of the game. Where I will put the blame, I don't want to say blame, but Stolarz got beat badly, and that was not because of Stolarz. That was because of bad defense. And you know which forwards did not defend well in the third period? You're going to hate when I say this. Max Comtois, Trevor Zegris, Adam Henrique. Well, Henrique was okay. But Raquel, Zegris, Comtois, they completely missed assignments in the third period. And, and it showed. It definitely showed. They've still got to work on, you know, figuring out responsibilities on defense. That's something that takes coaching. That is not necessarily players. That is coaching. Am I saying that Dallas Eakins is even further in the hot seat? You bet your you-know-what I am. So, another loss for the Ducks in the preseason. 4-3 is the final. They drop another one. Yeah. I, I don't know what more I could say about the Ducks' defense. It proves to be their Achilles' heel. It's still their Achilles' heel. It was it was bad last season. It's not much better this preseason so far. In fact, the last few games in the preseason, they lost to Arizona. Okay, that one was at least a one-goal game. They lost to the Sharks. Then they lost to Arizona at home. I mean, they did win that first one 6-3, but that was against a San Jose split squad. And most of those guys will end up in the Barracuda anyway. So I I don't count that first one. They've dropped their last three preseason games. And I know preseason doesn't count, and you shouldn't take too much stock in it. But if these patterns continue into the regular season, buckle up for a long, long year. And it might continue tonight. I mean, we have the Ducks going up to the Shark Tank later tonight against the Sharks. We'll talk about that one tomorrow. And then they play the Kings. <laughs> oh, they play the Kings. Oh, the 6th and the ninth. Nice. Oh, boy. It's preseason, folks. It, it's preseason. You know, don't panic. Don't even, you know, it, it's going to be a long season. The sooner you accept it, the better off you will be. So once again, they're at the Shark Tank. And then they got two versus the Kings later on this week. And you probably know who's going to come on the podcast later on this week. You you guys already know. You know. All right. Thanks once again for listening. It is greatly appreciated. Thanks for making Locked on Ducks your first listen of the day. Don't forget that you can download wherever podcasts are heard. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. Give me your thoughts on the big segment of the day. Yeah, please share your thoughts on there via email or on Twitter. 
All right. That's how we're going to end things today. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great evening. Enjoy preseason hockey tonight. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together. Fly together.